Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, we're here again. Um, apparently you guys like this show enough for us to warrant uh, doing it some more, which is great because we, we really enjoy doing it. Um, and no better way is there for us to demonstrate that to you than by doing it again. Tom, tell us, what have you seen? Hello. Well, this week there have been some advancements in watchmaking. Finally, some progress. <laughs> it's been 200 years yeah yeah watchmaking is is you know we're get, it's getting there it's getting there finally some you know advancements in mechanical watchmaking um patek philippe of geneva have you heard of them uh yeah i think so um they're they're one of the one of the brands that people are aware of along with rolex um they're the two one of the two watchmakers yep yeah <laughs> um so they've come up with a new way to chime out those minutes Oh, are we talking minute repeater here? We're talking about a new minute repeater, yeah. Yeah, now Patek Philippe do love a minute repeater. That's their thing that they do. Uh, fun fact for you, actually, about Patek Philippe's and minute repeaters. Right. Um, the boss of Patek Philippe, Thierry Stern, he's he's a busy man. Uh, he's got lots to do. But he does get his hands dirty from time to time. He actually listens to every minute repeater that is sold. Right by Patek Philippe. Not a single minute repeater goes out with him putting it to his ear and saying, yes, yes, that 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 sounds perfectly like an ice cream van, sell it. <laughs> well, maybe this is his initiative then because he's bored with how they sound. He wants greater amplification. He wants to hear the angels sing when those <laughs> minutes repeat out. <laughs> so this is where we are. Do you think it's an age thing? Do you think he, you know, he's, he's getting a little bit older? He can't can't hear the chimes quite so well make them louder oh yes sir and possibly possibly i think he, i think they i think they just want to be on the frontier of telling the time that's what this is all about <laughs> isn't it so this is the advanced research 5750p fortissimo right are you are you aware of the advanced research program that protect philippe uh, operates uh no not very no well it does sound uh, like a little bit of an oxymoron, one of the oldest and most traditional watchmakers having an advanced research uh, platform. Yeah. Um, As we've said before, um, auto horology is just 
pimping out penny farthings, isn't it? <laughs> it would be like SpaceX having a blacksmithing arm. <laughs> yeah. um, but nevertheless, actually, funnily enough, although uh, Protect Philippe is so cloaked in tradition and heritage and stuff like that, it's actually one of the watchmakers that has been the most advanced over the years. Yeah, uh, Stuff that might seem traditional to us now were things that they were really on the forefront of. If you take something as simple as the winding crown, pocket watches, they would be uh, wound and set separately. You would have a, a winding key and you would have a setting crown. Yeah. And it was Patek Philippe that decided to combine the two things together. You know, they had a real, like, radio alarm clock moment, you know. Right. Get those two things. The same can be said of uh, cans of spam. <laughs> Elaborate. Well, they used to have a little key, didn't they? And then someone invented the wrinkle. Oh, I see. Oh, I wonder if that was. I wonder if that was spam. People fed up, like, oh, I've lost the key. The advanced research division of spam. <laughs> um, if you work for spam, and perhaps you've worked for spam for the last thirty <laughs> or so years, tell us: Do you have an advanced research dis- division? And did you innovate the key and the wrinkle? Tell us. <laughs> um. So, yeah, the advanced research has, has always been a thing, not quite officially known as advanced research, but Patek Philippe has been at the forefront and even beyond traditional watchmaking. Uh, it's, it's an unexpected but very, very true fact that the first electronic clock was invented by Patek Philippe in the 1950s, no less, decades before quartz crisis and all of that. Are we talking about those giant stacks that look like server cabinets? Uh, not quite yet. We're talking about we're talking about what looks like a traditional bell clock that sits on your granny's mantelpiece. Right, 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 right. Um, but an electronic version of that. Mm. But that technology did lead into those master clocks that you're talking about. Yeah. Those uh, the the big stacks that that you've seen, where they were incredibly precise versions of those electronic clocks, like incredible, so incredibly precise that they were used by nuclear power stations by observatories, by uh, airports and train stations and things like this, big international hubs, mm-hmm. and even, uh, and I quite like the irony of this, even by Rolex, to, <laughs> for accurate timekeeping reference. Right. They're impossible to set, though. God, so tricky. Oh, you have to you have to hold the up button down for 30 seconds. Yeah, until, until it flashes. flashes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine always just says zero, zero, colon zero zero just flashing the whole time because i had a power cut and i forgot how to reset it yeah can we bother to set it again yeah yeah. um i've got a great business idea actually for protect philippe um so again protect philippe if if you are listening thierry if you're there if you're there mate i've got an idea for you there is a high-end hi-fi company called nagra right right and they make this billet aluminium, very beautiful, very high-end, expensive-looking hi-fi. Oh, you should see it. Looks lovely. Okay. Tell you what it looks like. It looks like the Patek Philippe Master Clocks. Now, I don't know about you. If I had a spare 300 grand to spend and a corner of my room that was crying out for an enormous clock, I'd get one of those Master Clock systems. They look really nice. Yeah. They're that perfect 80s hi-fi built like a tank. Can you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> Protect Philippe, Nagra, Hi-Fi. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. 
So you just want to slap a record player on top of one of those things? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and benefit from the commission to be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Patek Philippe have always been in and around the realms of uh, advanced research. And so they thought, well, why not capitalise on this? So in 2005, they came up with the Patek Philippe Reference 5250 Advanced Research. Right. Um, what do you know about silicon in watchmaking? Those little purple pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that it? Uh, The only known instance I can remember is, I think Zenith have got little purple pieces in in some of their movements. Yeah. Um, They've got better properties, less wear, less friction, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a a very uh, modern material. Not to be confused with silicone, um, the material of the plastic surgeon and non-slip cookware. Yeah. Uh, Silicon, like a a silicon chip. It's it's very hard. It's also... um, I think it's just described as self-lubricating, so they don't require oiling. Right. Uh, very hard wearing, and also you can you can make it in very complicated shapes, which allows uh, different options, more advanced methodologies used in watchmaking. Yeah. So while it almost seems counterintuitive to uh, to improve the outdated mechanical watch with modern technology. I suppose it's the way you've got to go as a watchmaker. You can't go, oh, well, we'll just put a quartz movement in or a GPS system that will take time from a satellite because that's just an Apple watch. Yeah. So they have gone in this almost alternate universe direction of advancing the old technology with new technology. So in 2005, they introduced silicon into watchmaking for the first time for the brand. Now, bear in mind, this was only four years after silicon was introduced for the very first time at all in watchmaking by Ulysses Nardin. Yeah. So that's, you think of Rolex having its own versions of silicon escapements and stuff more recently. This is 15 odd years ago now. You wouldn't expect that from Patek Philippe. Yeah. Um, and they followed over the years with uh, some other advanced research platforms, which um, they went from having a silicon pallet fork to a silicon balance spring to a full silicon escapement to a silicon balance wheel. And when you look at these pieces, you'll see, especially with the advanced research 5550 perpetual calendar, it lends itself to uh, far more innovative and interesting designs. Like the balance wheel on that thing looks completely different because the material allows them to go in new directions with it. New directions that involve silicon. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it seems very silicon heavy. It does seem that way. I think they, they, they bought a silicon machine and they had to pay it off over the, uh, <laughs> over the five years or so that they had those pieces coming out. But wait, but wait, you cynical man. Silicon cynic. In 2007... <laughs> In 2017, the Patek Philippe Advanced Research 5650 Aquanaut came out. And this broke that trend of the last four watches for using silicon a little bit more here and there. They thought, hey, silicon, yeah, we've, um, we have milked that cow. Let's do something else. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have heard of Compliant Mechanics. Uh, no, is... Is that a um, subsidiary of Patek Philippe? <laughs> yeah. Making a brighter future for you. Yeah, it's where they're building the Terminator, but out of cogs and things and springs. Would you like to know more? <laughs> 
What do, what do you think compliant mechanics means? Compliant mechanics? Oh, it sounds like some sort of um, crazy EU regulation. <laughs> some sort of <laughs> banal safety regime. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Um, well, nice try, I guess. Thanks. But, but not quite. Compliant mechanics... Um, compliant, compliant mechanics have existed for a very long time, but the technology hasn't existed in order to properly execute them. Think about a mechanism that uses a number of parts that are joined together in order to change shape or have a function of some sort. A simple function like expanding or contracting or something like that. Right. A compliant mechanism does so with a single part by using different and very organic looking shapes to uh, bend and change uh, in order to, to do one or more different purposes. Okay. Uh, that's usually, you'll, you'll see these compliant mechanisms have thicker parts that will remain rigid and thinner parts which will elastically deform. Right. And it's with those thinner elastic parts that it is able to change shape. So Patek Philippe, they developed a mechanism within its Aquanaut travel time in order to, um, in order to operate. Um, it's probably best explained with a video, to be honest. I'm going to be here sounding very boring if I try and do it just with me words. So it's like it's it's like a, a single piece, like a structure that sort of can co- collapse into another structure and then sort of spring back out into its original form. Is that is that the sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like those um, expandable magic balls? No. Oh. Those are made up of many, many pieces, unfortunately. Oh, okay. But points for trying, I guess. Yeah, I'm racking up these points for trying. (laughs) I think Patek Philippe might have had a similar sort of problem explaining what this compliant mechanism was, because as far as the watch was concerned, it looked and functioned in exactly the same way. So what they did is they just cut a hole out in the dial where so you could see it and so they could point and go like that. Maybe there was one of those balls in the boardroom that they were tossing around and that that was the inciting kind of incident that inspired the whole advanced research department. Forget the ball. Forget the ball. The ball is wrong. Well, you can't rule it out. You weren't there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that in a nutshell is Patek Philippe's advanced research division, taking very modern ideas and combining them with very antiquated technology for some sort of pseudo-steampunk uh, timekeeping technology. And they've done it again. Yeah, well, by Patek Philippe's own admission, they consider innovations to be meaningful only if they offer the user genuine added value in terms of quality, precision and dependability in the long run. Okay, that that really is sounding like, do you want to know more? (laughs) So um, that's why we've got a minute repeater that's louder and clearer, because that is genuine added value. I like that. Isn't it? I feel as a USP, that's what I want when I buy... How much is this watch? Uh, I think it's price only on admission. Okay. So when I pay whatever incredible sum Patek Philippe is asking for this watch, which I'm sure they will invite me to, I can't go and ask for it. It it will be an invite-only scenario. Yeah. But when I pay that, what I'm really looking for is added value. And it sounds like I'm going to get it. This This is really why I've been holding off on my Patek Philippe purchase, because I just don't feel like I'm getting that added value. No, no. And waiting for a coupon as well. (laughs) Exactly. If I buy one of these, do I get my next one 20% off? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've we've been building up to what it is. This advanced research, Patek Philippe Fortissimo 5750P does, that is going to advance our lives 
into a greater value-driven, technology-rich utopia. Tell me, what does it do? <laughs> well, so this is a advancement on the traditional uh, minute repeater. So what they've done here, they've tried to um, kind of uncouple the, the the minute repeater complication from inside the movement and relying on the cases amplification. And they've, they've sort of lifted it out of the movement. The hammers are the same, but the gong that they strike now coils round and up to a sound lever in the center, which is sort of tuning fork Esque, and that's connected in the center to a um, oscillating wafer, which is like this sort of transparent disc, which looks like a sort of second sapphire caseback window, which sits under the real caseback window. So the the hammers hit the gongs, which then travel to the central lever and then oscillate this wafer, which is then further amplified through um, holes in a titanium disc, which is screwed to the back of the case. So how that differs to an original one. Um, they, they, they're not so reliant on the material of the case anymore. Um, I think traditionally their minute repeaters have been rose gold, which they've kind of used because of the density. Now the, the case is platinum, which is very, very dense and not good acoustically. So they're sort of, they're always making it harder for themselves, aren't they? Always showing off. <laughs> this is too easy. Yeah. So we've got this fully platinum. Let's make it, but on fire. <laughs> What, the watchmaker's on fire? Exactly, yeah. You've got 10 seconds or you're all dead. (laughs) (laughs) Go, 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 go. (laughs) Yeah. And so the result is this um, new harmonious chime, which is considerably louder and clearer and brighter than uh, what we've heard previously. Well, let's let's rewind to uh, explain why this is even necessary. Or can I try and go for some more points for trying? (laughs) I think you've maxed out on points for trying. Was it to entertain our boys in the trenches with some some nice little chimes? (laughs) (laughs) Just have a little ditty do to them. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? So back in the day, before people had... Play your watch again, Charlie. (laughs) Before people had watches and before people even had pocket watches and even clocks in their homes really the epicenter of the um of timekeeping was the town clock right now if you think about that that's great for all of the people who can see it yeah but if you if you live behind mrs miggins pie shop and she's blocking your line of sight to the clock you don't know what the time is so the easy way to tell everyone is by chiming it that's why churches and other epicenters of towns and places like that have a clock tower and they chime us. That's one of the oldest forms of communal time telling. Yeah, they still do that. Still do it now. So it's it's been from there, like any technology, it's been a continual compaction of that device into a clock, into a pocket watch, into a watch. And as as they have shrunk and shrunk and shrunk, the problem of volume has become more and more apparent. If you have a clock, you've got a nice big acoustic space, nice big gongs, and this thing can chime and it can sound about the house and you go, oh, it's very nice. When you have a pocket watch, you still have a freely hanging, nice size case that acts as a a bit of an acoustic diaphragm, if you like, that resonates with the chime. You've got plenty of room. As you get into wristwatches, especially smaller wristwatches, they're thin, they are um, compact, they don't have much material to chime or to resonate, And then if you then go to the trend now of being able to see the movement, if you put a very solid piece of 
uh, sapphire on the back, you end up with a chime that doesn't sound very good. And I've, I've heard some of these minute repeater watches that are smaller and less resonant and have sapphire case backs and they're less ding 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 and more clank 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 yeah very clanky very clanky yeah and that's why Patek Philippe has thought mm, how do we solve this problem so from what it sounds like you're telling me and from what I've seen rather than hammers chiming the gongs and the gongs ring and they hope that that sound somehow comes out of the case through the case back and they have transferred that ringing from the gong into um, a diaphragm and that diaphragm vibrates backwards and forwards yeah to project the sound yeah so what you're saying is that Patek Philippe have invented the speaker <laughs> yeah so it's now modular so it's sort of something that is it's extra you kind of you kind of see this this watchmaker he, he sort of finished the movement and now he can just pop this sound system on top. So it's it's like the 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 youth buying a Citroen Saxo and putting a subwoofer in the back. Yeah, that's what that's what this is. The Fortissimo FF is the subwoofer in the back of a teenager's Citroen Saxo. That's exactly what it is. I love it. I want one. Um, <laughs> there you go, Patek. This... <laughs> we've, we've sorted it. Put that on your advert. <laughs> Never mind looking after it for the next generation. You're going to be making people's windows rattle the next street over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, so presumably the result of all this advancement is that when you chime this on your wrist, it's like Bugs Bunny stuck a bell over your head and hit it, and you just, <laughs> you're stricken as stiff as a board and you vibrate off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> well, I do have one question for Patek Philippe. Go on. So, um, Thierry, me old mucker, if you're still there. <laughs> You've got this speaker, you've amplified it. You say you've got those titanium channels which help that sound resonate even further and project out the back of the case. Have they managed to do anything about the fact that all of these sounds are just being fired straight into my hairy wrist? Uh, yeah. I know for a fact, when, 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 I'm, when I'm upset and I scream, I scream into my wrist and that helps to dampen that sound. I assume <laughs> the same is true here? Yeah, I, um, yeah, well, maybe the advanced research department is working on a uh, titanium exoskeleton for you, which will help reverberate. <laughs> you will ultimately be uh, one big amplifier for your minute repeater Patek in the future. This is what mechanical watchmaking is working towards. Well, if, if everyone else can stop listening for a moment, because I've got a, a... This is my second tip for Patek Philippe of the day, and I'm feeling very generous. Why don't you put the sapphire wafer around the front see-through isn't it you still see the dial put it in the front then it'll fire at you yeah. not away from you yeah do that everyone else can listen again now secrets secrets done um yeah um let's get back to the how this watch actually looks and um, i swear if you bring up that ball again i'm gonna punch you <laughs> no it's um so the dial is is uh, based on that most magical of prospects the uh, the wheel spokes so um that's <laughs> that's quite nice it also actually and i'm gonna have to punch myself for this the dial looks a bit like one of those expanding balls that you love so much <laughs> Yeah, which you see, definitely the inspiration. Um, and then there's a sort of snailed, coiled black background, which these uh, the sort of skeletonized spokes sit on. And then there's a smaller subdial version, which is a rotating disc with a little nub in hmm. uh, for the seconds indicator. That's unusual, isn't it? That's cool. Um, so in addition to the dial, yeah, there's, as we mentioned before, platinum hammers and the micro rotor in the movement is now platinum. 
um, the case is platinum, of course. And there's a little torch on the case at six o'clock. Um, I think that's what that is. <laughs> and uh, there's an alligator strap in sort of bright orange, which I don't agree with. I think, you know, alligators should stay in their natural habitat of golf courses in Florida. So um, that's a shame, but still very handsome watch. Um, yeah, so pretty cool. Well done. Well done for protective for pushing this whole thing forward you know we've been you know the the whole mechanical watch thing needs needs a bit of a shake-up doesn't it i don't know what what new technologies could be available to do that but you know as it is we're stuck with mechanical so let's try and make it as best as it can be yeah well in in the last few conversations we've seen artificially grown sapphire we've seen lasers and now we're seeing a bit of a combination of, of of many of those things yeah fantastic and all, all facetiousness aside, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's great that Patek Philippe makes stuff like this. Why not? You know, why not push some of those boundaries? It's not going to save the world. It's not going to feed the hungry, but it's cool. Yeah. It's really unique and interesting. And and I like talking about stuff like this. Yeah, that's, you know, we're being quite facetious this episode, but it is um it is really fascinating i think especially this kind of advanced research idea it's sort of this unique way of ap- approaching this artistry isn't it because that's what it is you know you've got all these elements of design and engineering and and then with this kind of anachronistic philosophy and to couple that with with advanced technologies in order to sort of push these old ways into new new frontiers is really really fascinating and weird Exactly. And I, I love that there is the capacity within humanity to explore those avenues. Mm. But this is the stuff I want to see Patek Philippe doing. Right. I really do. Oh, get the Nautilus with a green dial. Oh, now it's got a blue dial. Don't care. Yeah. Do this. Yeah. Advanced research all the way. Um, now we've fixed Patek Philippe. Do you, do you have any questions from our... Dear, dear viewers. Um, yeah, let me... Uh, I've got a couple here. Let me just uh, find them. Um, not digging the new format. No. Prefer the old format. No. Uh, right, here we go. So, Scott Linton asks, Andrew, please explain how the equation of time function works in a Panerai. The equation of time obviously being time equals MC hammer squared. So the equation of time is uh, really not something we need to bother ourselves with anymore. It's not like sidereal time where you have a different reference of time based on your view of our heavenly body and uh, the sun and other stars. This is the difference between time as read on a sundial and time as kept uniformly by modern clock. Because of the position of the sun in the sky, sundials don't read the same all the way through the year. Right. I think that that should make sense. You, you can think to the winter, the sun is in a different position in the sky as it is through the summer. So sundials read slightly differently. Would you have to shift them based on the seasons? You have to lean it a bit. Right, yeah. That's that's where the old term, a winter lean, comes from. I've not heard of that old term. I, I think I made it up, I'm not sure. Right. I, I forget what I've made up now and... <laughs> What's, what's real true. and what's not. Yeah, yeah. this is very much a matrix situation. <laughs> so the equation of time shows the deviation between 
our standardized method of keeping time and uh, what a sundial would show. Um, and you can show that as a plus or minus figure. I think the deviation is 15 minutes per year. It's not very much. Uh, and so that's usually shown as uh, a dial that has a central zero and then a minus 15 and a plus 15 and a hand that sits somewhere between those. Right. So how that operates on a Panerai specifically is with the same kind of gauge that they have for their power reserve. It looks like uh, an old timey oil or fuel gauge that you might see in a 50s Cadillac or something like that. It runs along the bottom. It's a horizontal um, slot with a, a marker hanging out of it and a scale below it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll see on that that there will be a central point, minus 15 to the extreme left and plus 15 to the extreme right. And the hand will demonstrate that deviation between the two timekeeping methods. And voila, what you do with it, you brag about it in the pub. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's about it. Unless you want to make sure that your um, your sundial is keeping good time and is still properly calibrated uh, to make sure that you've got that winter lean properly set up, it, it's kind of useless. But it's it's like any of these things. It's fun, it's interesting, and it's mechanically clever as to how those things are achieved. Yeah, same thing again. Same thing again. Nice. And um, speaking of things that will be the same again, we'll be back next week you looking forward to it Tom oh be still my beating heart (laughs) actually I think I'm having an attack (laughs) Christ well while we sort out while we sort out Tom's health issues um, please do like and subscribe it really does help and we'll see you next week au revoir Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.